to me right now, know that your eyes are the lamp of your body. The Bible says that if your eyes are healthy, your whole body is full of light. Therefore, I believe it is safe to say that our eyes are the windows to our souls. They are indeed the gatekeeper of what we allow to enter in or what is happening in our soul realm. The look on our faces can sometimes be deceiving. You might see someone with a smile on their face, but the eyes, they don't lie. They show the truth, no matter what the face is saying on the outside, if you really wanna get a clear understanding of what a person's emotions and sometimes their thoughts are saying, take a long, deep look into their eyes. I can guarantee you, you will either see darkness or light. And just like our physical eyes can help us to see natural and material things, even more so do we need a spiritual eye in order to see the things in the spirit. Many of us have our physical sight, but we are yet spiritually blind. For instance, there's a spiritual warfare constantly being waged all around us. Angels are all around us daily, following us, protecting us, guarding us, fighting on our behalf throughout our day. Physically, we can't see them with our natural eye. That's why we as believers in these critical times that we now live in, like never before, need to pray to the Father that he open our spiritual eyes. Many of you listening to me today are full of anxiety and fears concerning the challenges you are facing. Others of you have spent many sleepless nights being intimidated by the size of the enemy's army. But I stop by to encourage you today to fear not, for there be more with you than there are with them. All you need to do is pray to God that he open your spiritual eyes. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we'll be talking on the subject of Open My Spiritual Eyes, Lord. Our scripture today is going to be coming from 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, beginning at the 8th verse. Let's read. And the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou passest not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore for this thing, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet, that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, and I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore send he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, the host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. 
And Elisha prayed and said unto the Lord, I pray thee, open up his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round and about Elisha. Let's wrap. Second Kings, the sixth chapter, beginning at the eighth verse, makes it very clear on exactly what's going on here. We can clearly see that the king of the Assyrians or the king of the Arameans are warring against Israel, the people of God. So what did he do? He decided to have a meeting with his servants or his officers. So he had a council meeting with his officers saying, I will set up my camp here at this place. So he made a conscious decision that this is the place that I'm going to set up my camp. But we also see that in the ninth verse, Elisha, the man of God, was sent with a word from God to the king of Israel. Not only did he have a word from God, but he was warning him not to go or pass near the place that the king of Syria has set up his camp. Now, what you have to understand about Elisha is Elisha was just no ordinary man of God. Elisha was a prophet. Not only was he a prophet, but he also walked under the mantle of a seer and he carried the mantle of Elijah. So Elisha received this message from God and he went to the king of Israel warning him to be careful. Don't pass through this place because the Armenians are going down there. They're going down there to set up a plot to be able to capture you, to set up an ambush for you. One thing we have to be certain of as people of God and we have to come to the full understanding of is that the enemy of our soul, the enemy is always plotting. He is always trying to come up with a a plan, come up with a way to capture us or come up with a way to hold us in bondage. The Bible says our enemy, the devil, slew foot Satan is as a roaring lion going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. So you can best believe that the enemy is plotting. The enemy is formulating his plan for your demise. But what I love about God is God always sent a word. God always sent a prophet. God always sent a man of God with a word for his people. And we see here that Elijah The man of God went to the king with the word. So what did the king do? The Bible says that the king of Israel checked the place about which Elijah had warned him. So even after Elijah gave the man of God, the king, the warning, he went for himself to check out the place. No doubt he might've been thinking in his mind, it might not be as bad as Elijah say, let me go down there and check it out for myself. So the Bible comes back and let us know that Elijah warned him several times. So God always sent a warning and not only will he send one warning, he'll send several warnings. We just have to have our eyes open to the spirit to be able to hear what thus says the Lord when he speak, when he sent his servant to speak to us. So the, after the several time that Elijah came to speak to the king, the Bible says, so the king protected himself there. So it was at that time, not the first time he came, but the second time, maybe not the second time, but the third, maybe not the third time, but the fourth time he came, the Bible says that he protected himself there. So in the meantime, while the King of Israel is protecting himself, word has gotten back to the King of the Armenians. He is angry about this. He's heard about how the King of Israel is there in the place that he was going to set up his camp and was protecting himself. 
So now he want to know how does the king of Israel know about this place? In other words, somebody got some explaining to do. So what did he do? He called all his officers together and began to demand them, tell me, in other words, who the traitor is. Tell me who it is among us that's working for the king of Israel. I know it's somebody here. Somebody have to be working for the king of Israel. In other words, there ain't no way he could have known that this was the place that I was going to set up my camp. There's no way possible. How many know that God will allow you to see things? God will allow you to receive a word from him regarding the movement of your enemy. He'll begin to show you the devices of the enemy. Only God can reveal to us the movement of our enemy. Only God can show us things that are done in the spiritual realm or things that are about to happen in the spiritual realm, but we have to have a spiritual eye in order to be able to see. We have to have a spiritual ear in order to be able to hear what thus says the Lord. And instead of the enemy frustrating you, God will allow you to frustrate your enemy. We see that the king of Aram was angry. He became wroth concerning this. He wanted to know who is the traitor? Who is the one that's working for the king of Israel? And one of the officers began to speak unto him saying, none, my master, none king, there's none, but it's Elisha. It's Elisha, that prophet, that prophet of Israel. He's the one. He can tell you what you speak in your bedroom. In other words, he can hear things when you're talking in secret. He can see things that are done in the darkness. God will allow you when you have an eye, a spiritual eye, to be able to see what's done in darkness. He'll be able to allow you to hear the things that your enemies are whispering behind your back. He'll allow you to see the work and the movement of the hand of your enemy. God will not leave us. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you even until the end of the world. God will reveal those things that are hidden to us. But we have to have a spiritual eye like Elisha to be able to see these things. So now we can see that that infuriated the king. The king said, go find him so I can send men to catch him. So now not only is the king of Assyria is coming against the children of Israel, not only are they coming against uh, the king of Israel, but now they're coming against the man of God. Now the king is coming against Elisha and he wants to catch him. The servants came back with a report saying he is in Dothan. He's down there in Dothan. So the king, what did the king do? The king sent horses and chariots and many troops to Dothan. They arrived there at night and surrounded the city. So they were setting up an ambush for the man of God. Now the Bible said they arrived at night and surrounded the city. Ain't that just like our enemy? Many times he wait till darkness fall to think he's got you surrounded. You get one dark report and then everything else seemed to start falling apart in your life. It looks like you're surrounded by death. You're surrounded by addiction. You're surrounded with health issues. You're surrounded with them hard head children. You look around you and everything seems like it's falling apart. Like you're being pressed from every side. The enemy waits until it's uh, the darkest moment in our life to come and attack us ever the more. But I want you to know today you got to have a spiritual eye so you will be able to see the enemy coming from afar. If ever there was a time that we had need to ask the Lord for a spiritual eye, now is the time. Like never before, we need to be like Elisha. There's no doubt in my mind that he knew what was going on before his servant even got up. Now the Bible says that his servant got up early in the morning and he went out. And he saw the army and the horses and the chariots all around about the city. And the servant began to panic. And he said to Elisha, oh, my master, what can we do? 
I can only imagine in my mind, Elijah was sitting back all night long. He probably knew exactly when the enemy arrived because when you have a spiritual eye, the Lord will allow you to see before the enemy even begin to move in your life. Elijah began to tell his servant to fear not. He began to tell his servant, don't be afraid. I stopped by to tell you today that I don't care what it is you're going through. I don't care what kind of situation or circumstance you might be in. Don't be afraid. Fear not for the army that fights with you is larger than the army that's against you. Don't worry about the tactics of the enemy. Don't worry about his plot or his plan. Don't worry about the ambush that he may be setting up against you. Don't worry about the ambush that he's setting up to destroy your family with. Don't worry about the ambush he's setting up trying to destroy your health. That the Lord is for you. And the Bible said, if God is for us, who can be against us? That no weapon formed against us shall prosper. You better believe there's more with us than it is with them. I love how Elisha handled the situation. He was unbothered by the circumstance that was going on at that present moment. We have to be like Elisha. We have to keep our spiritual eyes on. We have to keep our spiritual wit about us. We have to keep a spiritual ear that we can hear what thus says the Lord. He'll begin to tell us our next move. He'll begin to tell us what to do. He began to tell his servant, don't panic. We need to look around in our household and we need to begin to tell our loved ones not to panic. Don't worry about it. It don't matter what the enemy say. We can't listen to the words of the enemy, but we have to believe and trust the report of the Lord. One thing we can't afford to do is begin to panic. We see where Elijah kept calm. Elisha didn't panic. Elijah did one thing. And this is what we have to learn how to do as people of God. We have to learn how to pray. Elisha said, Lord, open up my servant eyes and let him see. Like never before, we need to begin to pray, church. We need to ask the Lord to open up our spiritual eyes, not only to open up our spiritual eyes, but to open up the spiritual eyes of our loved ones, that they might come to themselves, that they might see that they need him in their lives. So he had to pray to God that God would open up his servant's spiritual eyes, that he might begin to see what he saw in the spirit realm, because Elijah already knew what was there. See, that lets us know, thank you, Holy Ghost, that Elijah was already walking in the spirit, and Elijah already had an eye of the spirit. Elijah could already see what his servant couldn't see. So we need to get on a place where we have a spiritual eye, where we can see that thing that others can't see. We'll be able to see the enemy coming from afar. When our children are, are ready to run to mischief, we'll be able to see it and begin to warn them. When things are beginning to go awry in our life, we'll begin to contact our loved ones and say, don't do it. Don't go there because you have a spiritual eye and you're able to see. So the Bible lets us know that Elijah already saw this thing. So all he needed to do was pray that God would allow his servant to see the same thing that he saw. The Bible began to tell us that Elijah said, Lord, open up my servant eyes and let him see. And the Bible says that the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And the Bible tells me that he said he opened up the eyes of the young man and he saw the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around about Elijah. When the Bible began to tell us that he opened up his eyes and he began to look at the mountaintop. Some of us need to look toward the mountain. The Bible tells us to look towards the hills which cometh our help. There's safety in the mountains. If we begin to look up towards the hills which cometh our help and begin to know and acknowledge that all our help coming from the Lord, that we can do nothing outside of him. For it's in him we live, in him we move, in him we breathe, in him we have our being. We better know that we know that it's in these last and evil days. We need a spiritual eye that we might be able to see. And the Bible 
Bible says that the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. That lets us know there was an army sent from the host of the Lord. There was horses and chariots of fire all around and about Elijah. So he didn't have no reason to fear. He didn't have no reason to be afraid. All he needed his servant to do was come up to the same level of faith as him to be able to see in the spirit realm, to be able to see with a spiritual eye. The Bible says when one or two are gathered together in my name, I'll be there in the midst. He began to tell us one can chase a thousand, but two could chase 10,000. So all they needed to was to be on one accord and begin to see that the angels of the Lord were going to fight on their behalf. I stop by to tell you today, church, that we're in a spiritual warfare like never before. There's a battle going on all around us in the heavenly heavens, but we need to be able to see with our spiritual eye to know that the battle is not ours, but the battle belongs to the Lord. And the Bible says, when the enemy came down towards Elijah, Elijah began to pray again to the Lord. And he said, make these people blind. And so the, the Bible says that he made the Armenian army blind as Elijah had asked, God answers prayer. God honors faithfulness. God honors us if we trust him, if we obey him and do his will. I'm telling you today, church, I feel this thing. I feel this thing in my spirit because God has been dealing with me. We need a spiritual eye. We need to be able to see in the spirit. We need to be able to see the enemy coming from afar. Not only do we need a spiritual eye, but we need a spiritual ear that we might hear what thus says the Lord, that we might be able to run and not be weary, that we might be able to walk and not faint. In these last and evil days, we're going to need to be able to run and not be weary. If ever there was a time we needed to walk and not faint, now is the time. For there are many that are turning back. There are many that are falling away. But we need a spiritual eye that we might be able to stand. Open up my spiritual eye, O Lord, that I might see you in the spirit. That I might hear you in the spirit. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you right now for this teaching. God, I thank you for what you're doing even now. I thank you for how you're moving in my spirit, oh God. I thank you how you're moving among your people, even as they hear this word. God, I declare and I decree, as you spoke in your word, that your word would not return to you void, but it would accomplish that which you sent it to do. God, I thank you for the seed that's being planted in the ears of the believers. I thank you for the scales that's falling over their eyes even now. God, give them a spiritual eye that they may be able to see you in the spirit, that they may be able to hear your voice. For you say, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. God, we thank you today. We ask that you touch us, God, that you reach in the innermost parts of our soul and our being, oh God, and that you snatch out, that you clean out, take out everything that's not like you, creating us a clean heart, oh God, renew a right spirit, oh God. Help us, Father, that we might worship you in spirit and in truth, O oh God, that our prayers will be acceptable and honorable in your sight. O oh God, our strength and our redeemer, we need you like never before, O oh God. We can do nothing without you, God, but we can do all things to you to strengthen us. So we ask all these blessings today in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I do pray that this teaching has been a blessing to your soul. I have been uplifted. I have been recharged. I have been rejuvenated through the word of God. I thank God for this word today in my life and what he's doing for me. I pray today that God give you a spiritual eye like never before, that you might be able to see, not only uh, see, but that you might be able to hear what thus says the Lord. 
We ask that you will continue to like, continue to comment, continue to share, share, share this podcast. If you have not joined us on Facebook, we ask that you do so at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. And as always, I love you, Elder Walker love you, but God will always love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.